Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Insights by Bergman, a podcast that provides timely commentary from subject matter experts on topics and trends related to our built environment. I'm today's host, Stacey Lake, and joining me today are two team members that are doing some pretty awesome things here at Bergman, Micheline Deegan and Mafuda Chimanga. Micheline is a senior project manager with our Atlantic Buildings Group, and she brings years of experience in architecture, interior design, and project management to our clients. Mafuta is a discipline leader with our Northeast Buildings Group, where he leverages his background in civil engineering to work on land development, water resources, renewable energy, and oil and gas projects. Micheline and Mafuta were recently elected as our co-chairs for our inaugural Diversity and Inclusion Board Subcommittee, and it's in this role that we've asked them to join us today. Micheline and Mafuta, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Glad to be on. So first, I think it would be great for our listeners to hear about each of your career paths. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in your lines of work and how you came to be in the roles you are today? Micheline, would you like to would you like to start? Yes, thank you, Stacy. It is my pleasure to be here today. Uh, I would like to start first by expressing how honored I am to be a co-chair on this important diversity and inclusion committee. <clears throat> I'm really excited about it. Uh, my interest in architecture, believe it or not, started when I was nine years old. I did not know what this line of work was even called. I love to draw and do sketches of buildings and interior layouts of furniture from a very young age. When my, my dad would ask me what I wanted to be when I grow up, I would say, I like to design how buildings look inside and out and what the, you know, the facade and the colors and how they would all fit on a site. I had no clue <laughs> what I was talking about. Uh, but, you know, eventually I got to learn that there's a line called architecture uh, and interior design. I started in college with interior design and I found myself that I needed to expand that uh, to fulfill myself and I moved on to architecture. I never looked back since then and I've been practicing as an architect for 32 years by now and um, I'm also, I, I really love working with numbers and schedules and, you know, all the details of any given projects and, and being really on the borderline of being OCD <laughs> with my attention to detail. Good for uh, so your project, job as a project manager, right? I know, I know, but it just happened by default, um, I guess. And um, with my attention to detail, um, project and client management really became part of my work and I really love what I do. That's excellent. You clearly are so passionate and it's so neat to hear how it started at a young age. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Mufuda, tell us a little bit about your path. Sure. <laughs> Thanks again, Stacy. Uh, so for me, it came down to three things um, and they're in no particular order. Uh, passion, need an opportunity. Um, and for me, it started at a young age as well. Um, I grew up in a family that, you know, um, was full of scientists. Um, so my dad yeah, is an epidemiologist, so he does a lot with diseases uh, and he's a medical doctor. And my mom is a nurse. Uh, and so growing up in, in Zimbabwe, one of the big things that struck me uh, when I was younger was him dealing with a lot of diseases to do with waterborne diseases, cholera and the like. So for me, that was one thing that stood out. And I would see that in, you know, clean water, 
uh, access to clean water wasn't in, you know, the norm. Uh, you know, the infrastructure wasn't as great. And so for me, it, it sparked this curiosity, um, why? Why is it that people don't have access to clean water? Why is it that the infrastructure isn't there to provide water to people? It's, it's a basic human need, and it's, it's probably one of the, the most powerful resources that we have. And so that curiosity just started something going in my head and, you know, Again, tying back into the opportunity piece, I had a family that was involved in science. So that kind of drove me to question those things from a scientific point of view. Uh, adding to that, the fact that, you know, I, I kind of liked math. Math was, <laughs> I was okay with math uh, and, you know, visualizing stuff and drawing and stuff like that. So for me, you know, it tied in my passion for those things with, you know, a need for something that was clearly you know, it's 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 influential in terms of, you know, basic needs for human beings uh, with the opportunity that I had uh, being in and around a family that, that was involved in science and technology. So I kind of leaned in that direction and uh, I did go in as an environmental engineer uh, into my, my first degree, but along the line, I kind of veered towards more water resources and, and you know, that's that's the major that I ended up pursuing both in uh, in my undergrad and, and in graduate school and, and that uh, landed me in the line of work that I'm in today. So uh, yeah, kind of started at a young age as well. Wow, that's interesting that you both have that in common. Well, and you're, you're clearly both so passionate about what you do and um, are doing great things for our clients here at Bergman. So that's really interesting to hear about your backgrounds. So you're both joining us today really because of your role as co-chairs on the new diversity and inclusion committee that we formed this past year. Um, tell us a little about what led you both to be interested in being part of this committee and now being co-chairs, which is a really important role. So yeah, for me, it was something that I, I felt strongly about uh, for a long time. Uh, and I, I kind of tied back to my background, um, you know, I. Again, I grew up in, in Zimbabwe and I came to the U.S. Uh, at, eight, at age 18. Um, and in that time, I did travel a lot. I did meet a lot of different people from different backgrounds. Uh, when I was in college, that was something that, you know, was very apparent to me that, you know, there, it was this mishmash of people from just all over the world. And there was just exchange of ideas, exchanges of um, a lot of different things. And, you know, there was a great benefit to that uh, from my perspective and from where I was sitting. Uh, and so that's something that I carried forward. And I kind of saw the value in that, um, you know, when I started working with Bergman. And so when this opportunity came up, it was uh, just a, a no brainer for me to, to, you know, tie that, tie those experiences in to what Bergman's trying to achieve in terms of diversity and inclusion. And, and that, that really kind of tipped my hat towards, you know, actually, you know, getting involved in this. And then fortunately, <laughs> I was selected to be part of the comedy. So uh, very grateful for that. Well, uh, for me, um, having worked in the Middle East for 12 years before I moved to Florida two decades ago, um, I worked in Kuwait uh, as well as United Arab Emirates. And then I moved to Florida and worked um, here with a um, um, couple of firms before I joined Bergman as well. 
Uh, and I was fortunate uh, to have been exposed to diverse cultures and different styles of professional practices on both sides of the world. So as a woman architect among my colleagues from different ethnic groups, especially in the Middle East, because there is like the hub of expatriates. You get people from all over the world coming to work on contracts. Uh, so you have the different uh, levels and um, um, ethnicity uh, of people there. So although in my case, I was always encouraged to excel as a woman, I often felt an indirectly imposed limitation to advancement, not only for me, but also for other minorities. Uh, the professional career advancement of women and these minorities were always, um, especially in the Middle East, undermined despite of the experience and hard work of us as unprivileged, since we were not valued enough and often as a result were unpaid. So um, coming to the States, I had experienced also a similar mindset uh, working with um, Hispanic men, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, it, it just like drove me to um, realize that there's more that needs to be done. So we are all respected professionally and valued for what we are able to offer. Uh, so in order to fulfill our fullest potentials, because otherwise there's always that limitation. With Bergman, I feel like Bergman has always cared about its employees and pays very close attention to our needs. And having this diversity and inclusion committee formed shows that Bergman is committed and this has ignited my interest, which is driven by my desire to utilize my experience and practices in support of our core values. And at the same time, this is also an opportunity to expand my professional and personal growth to its fullest potential by learning from others. So I view this as an opportunity to serve on the committee as the means to making a difference, and I'm really very grateful for it. Well, and you two are two of 10 folks who were selected to be part of this committee um, through a nomination process. and. Everybody who is on this committee has some really impressive roles here at Bergman and they're just experts in their areas and they're a diverse group in and of themselves in terms of their backgrounds and who they are and what they do. Can you tell us a little bit more about this group um, and, and who who's part of this um, and, and what you're looking forward to most in working with them just in general? You are so right by saying that, Stacy. Uh, we do have a very passionate group who is excited to bring forth their very best. Uh, they all come from different offices, um, which uh, makes us even more um, diverse in that sense with different backgrounds as well and expertise. Um, each of them has so far contributed in valuable ways, and I'm really looking forward to working closely with the committee members, brainstorming on how we can plan to ac accomplish our set goals. Our next step is uh, getting out the survey we've been talking about, which we are currently uh, putting together, and it would help us refine our focus immediate goals and, uh, you know, uh, the goals that we need to put close attention to. So um, 
with that reminder, I'd like to say, please, everybody be on the lookout for the survey because uh, your input will be very important to Bergman. And this survey is going to be sent to all Bergman employees, which is, is going to be great. We have 450 plus employees that we want to get input from, right, to help steer what's important when it comes to this topic. So that'll be really great to have that come out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mafudo, what, what are some of your thoughts on the, the committee as a whole? I think you've both uh, stated this a couple of times now. It, it's diverse. Um, we get a lot of different perspectives on different things. Um, we've, you know, we've been working on specific ideas, and even in the little time that we've spent together, um, I've seen that there are so many different ways of looking at a particular issue. Um, and I think that's that's the big thing that that you know gets me really excited about working uh, with the team. it's It's filled with people who are passionate mm -hmm. about diversity and inclusion, uh, passionate about their careers, uh, passionate about you know uplifting others. And so you get you get the, that sense when you're you know speaking. Uh, to them and, and engaging with them. So it's 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 that's the power of diversity and and we're seeing it um, you know at that level uh, and it's it's exciting and I'm learning a lot and and it's you know it's it bodes well for the future. Absolutely. It sounds like just committee in and of itself is already spurring some great dialogue. I mean you made the point Mafuda about just the fact that everybody thinks and about things differently and has different perspectives that you are just 10 people within a larger company within a larger society so it amplifies when you get more people involved so do you envision and, and i don't know if this is a fair question uh, at this point because you're still figuring out your strategies but do you envision that the communication and understanding is going to play a part in some of the strategies that you decide to embark on Absolutely, and I think especially with with uh, a topic such as diversity and inclusion, uh, I, I think it's kind of self-defining um, in the sense that you know it's something that needs uh, input from everybody. Uh, I think it's it's so it's such a broad issue that you know it, it, discussion oftentimes sparks uh, different uh, initiatives, different uh, points of view. And, and I think that's really going to be a big part in terms of moving forward uh, and, and moving forward in the sense that it's something that's really uh, lasting and something that's really addressing uh, you know, any issues that, that any individual has. So I think communication is a big piece of ensuring that you know, that's something that, that does happen and ensuring that it's something that's that's long lasting and something that, you know, we're not going to solve it all. <laughs> that's, you know, that's something that we've come to terms with. But at least, you know, we can move forward uh, with trying to come up with initiatives so that, you know, you know, others can kind of, you know, push forward with different initiatives. And I think that's that's the beauty of, of what we're doing here is that, you know, it's it's a it's a journey. Uh, it's a journey that it, it may take time. Uh, but, you know, I think the important thing is just to keep moving forward one step at a time. And I think one of the big pieces to ensuring that that does happen is communication and open dialogue. I agree 100 percent. I couldn't have said it any better, Mputa. Glad the co-chairs are in agreement. That's fantastic. <laughs> synergy. Very well said. So 
I want to touch on the, the fact that there are some pretty startling statistics out there about yeah. diversity or lack thereof, especially in the architecture, engineering, and construction related professions. You know, there's disparities in gender, there's disparities with people of color and the representation in our industry. As two people who represent those underrepresented groups, what advice would you give to someone who's in your similar shoes and interested in getting into this field or a STEM-related field? My advice, and this is what I've been doing uh, myself, is follow your passion and persevere no matter what. Um, it, It is really the only way to see obstacles and challenges as opportunities to grow and do better and not be discouraged you know that's my uh, way of looking at things and uh, i guess from my perspective the way i looked at this uh or i look at this is um you know boiling it down to what the main obstacles are uh that i have faced and or at least that i have observed and you know some of the the well the two things that that i came uh, up with our, you know, opportunity. I think opportunities is a big piece of, um, you know, why uh, there's this underrepresentation within uh, the STEM field. Uh, and another thing is mentorship. Uh, I, I think it's important for, uh, especially young people, uh, to be able to have. Uh, that mentor that encourages them. I think a lot of, um, I put a lot of weight in in reaffirming and reassuring with words of encouragement. Uh, And so, you know, being encouraged that, you know, this is something that you can do. This is something that, you know, if you put your mind to it and you're passionate about, is something that you are able to to fulfill. And I think that's, that's something that is a narrative that, that needs to be repeated uh, and that that needs to be, uh, you know, available to individuals that are passionate about, you know, being in the STEM field and growing uh, within science, uh, technology and then math. So I think those are the two things that I came up with. I boiled them down to what the two obstacles are that I've seen and, you know, a couple of ways that, you know, people can can be encouraged uh, and, and, you know, have the opportunity to to, you know, propel themselves in in that field. Great advice. So, you know, we hear our leadership, especially over the past year and in the formation of this committee, they talk a lot about the importance of diversity and inclusion here at the firm and and about how it's a necessary focus for for two reasons, primarily. There's the humanity and the morality side of it. It's just, it makes sense to do from a humanistic perspective, but then also the business performance side. There's truly a business case here to be made when you get people from diverse ideas and thoughts and backgrounds. A lot of studies show that innovation happens at a higher rate. and and that will be more successful when our talent base is diverse. What are your thoughts on this? You know, for me, engaging in inclusive workplace practices for Bergman's diverse demographic differences without compromising the firm's core values is very important. But at the same time, we must also be attentive to all employees and prioritize the development of everyone's sense of belonging and contribution to the firm. Uh, This is in order to maximize our efficiency and productivity. Uh, It would boost our quality of work. And by doing that, it would increase client satisfaction and the firm's bottom line for success and profit. Mufuta, what are your thoughts on that? 
so my my uh my thoughts on this are that in in engineering in architecture in science generally um you don't have one solution to one problem uh there's several ways of uh trying to solve a problem and i think that diversity helps with the problem solving capabilities because like you said stacy you're bringing in different perspectives you're bringing in different individuals with different backgrounds uh, and you could be in a situation where you have an issue uh, that you're trying to solve that you know someone with a different background has experienced and uh, can voice that that opinion uh, about you know a way of solving that issue and it may not be applicable directly in that situation but maybe with some slight tweaking it's something that can be applied and you know I think I think you can uh, realize a lot of that type of benefit when you have people that think about things differently, that approach things differently. Uh, it's it's kind of like working on a team. Uh, a lot of the projects that we work on, there's people that that view things a little bit different. And sometimes I get stuck on a particular idea. And you know, just having someone come in with a perspective that's different from my own, you know, can can help me to to kind of see things in a different way and and hopefully, you know, help me hatch an idea that, you know, can be applicable. So I, I think there's a lot of um, value in it. Um, another instance where I've seen this is in graduate school. Uh, when I went to graduate school, we had a very diverse team of scientists and um, it was really about problem solving and, and inputting ideas and coming up with the solution that works. And uh, I think that was a big thing that helped us come up with, with you know, the great results that we did come up with was just having input from different people with different backgrounds. So I, I, I think there's a great value in it for Bergman uh, in the sense that, you know, it's going to increase our problem solving capabilities. Uh, it's going to lead to growth. And, and I think as well, um, it, it's, it's going to increase our talent pool as well. And I agree. This is uh, where when we have uh, appreciation for diversity, we are always open to ideas and uh, perspectives shared by everyone uh, who can be um, valued and um, collaborate accordingly for for the better bigger purpose and in our case uh, success of our uh, productivity and projects and therefore yes of course everything else uh, that falls uh, as a result of it with our success you both yeah. clearly have you know thought very carefully about this and are pragmatic and creative. And um, we are really lucky to have both of you as the co-chairs of this committee. And, you know, speaking from my behalf, on my behalf, you know, just for me personally, um, I'm really excited to see what you and the committee accomplished given everything that you shared today. Um, what are you, what are you each most looking forward to in your roles as co-chairs or just on the committee as a whole? For me, um, one thing that I, uh, I realized um, uh, coming in as co-chair is that um, it, it doesn't mean I have all the answers. Uh, that's one of the the big things that uh, that I am realizing is that you know my role uh, is to facilitate, is to contribute, um, and I think most importantly is to listen. Uh, I think mm -hmm. we we have a, a great committee uh, that you know is working towards diversity and inclusion and 
they have great ideas uh, and uh, not just the committee, but all the employees within Bergman have great ideas. And I think that's part of what I'm looking forward to the most is just the opportunity to listen, the opportunity to learn uh, and, and to be part of uh, you know, what we're trying to achieve in terms of increasing diversity and inclusion within Bergman. Yeah, and, and I agree. Uh, we, we have a very vibrant and committed committee. Um, everyone has been very positive and passionate, and it's it's really um, exciting for us to be part of this committee um, so far, and I'm really looking forward to working with everyone and learn from everyone. Of course, I mean, to me, uh, the, the bottom line that I look forward to most is the ability for the committee committee to achieve um, the sense of fostering um, even a more positive work environment where all of us feel heard and appreciated. Uh, to, to me, that's the bottom line that we need to uh, achieve at the end of the day as the fruit of this uh, diversity and inclusion committee. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Micheline, you've, you've specifically made a very clear point a couple times today that I think is very important to repeat, that this is for all of our employees and our communities. You made that comment. Um, but thinking about the fact that we're not looking to alienate any part of our population at Bergman, it really is to be inclusive and start that conversation among everybody, even if they aren't in a um, underrepresented population. This is for the betterment of us as a whole, which I think is just such an important point to make. Exactly. And this is why I feel the survey is going to be a big benefit uh, for everybody to realize that uh, this is including um, everyone in the firm and not just limited to us as a committee to run with, but that uh, they're, they're, the input of everyone is very valuable. It'll be a very valuable contribution to making a difference, and, and we want everyone to be a part of it. And, and I concur with that. Um, and, and just the way I view diversity and inclusion, um, inclusion is a means uh, in which diversity thrives. So I think by stating that, you know, we're trying to include everybody, not just underrepresented groups, but everybody within Bergman uh, and, you know, by, by proxy within our communities as well. Really powerful. And I'm even more excited to see what you and the committee come together with and, and how you help drive Bergman forward um, to even better things throughout 2021 and beyond. Are there any other um, final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Not from my end, except look out for that survey. <laughs> uh, I just you want to say thank you again, Stacey, for yeah. uh, for having us on. And thank you, Micheline, for, for being co-chair. Um, and uh, you know, I, I strongly believe that that Bergman is is fully behind diversity and inclusion. Um, I think we have a great committee uh, of of people that are passionate and that want to work towards achieving diversity and inclusion within Bergman or improving on it, um, and are working hard towards understanding what those issues are. 
-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. You know, we have to understand what we're trying to uh, trying to do first. Uh, and then coming up with initiatives that, you know, leave Bergman in a better place tomorrow than it is today. So really, you know, one step forward at a time. Uh, and, and I really want to encourage everyone uh, at Bergman uh, to get involved. I, I think it's important that, you know, we take this, this journey together. Um, and I think the best results uh, will be appreciated if we, we all do this together and we all pull in the right direction. So again, thank you, Stacy. Uh, thank you, Micheline, and uh, looking forward. My pleasure and, and well, well said, very well said. So I, I thank you both for spending time with us today. And clearly you are great champions for diversity and inclusion and equity and all of the efforts here. And we are really excited to see what's to come. Um, to our listeners, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Insights by Bergman. We have many more exciting topics coming up in the future, so stay tuned. And as always, you can find our episodes at bergmanpc.com podcast or on your favorite streaming channels, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and many more. Have a great day.